Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I'm a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter is a diary entry about May in October on the allotment, a recipe for a comforting dish that brought about a useful regression, and eating notes. May in October. I have the sharp feeling that it is late May. Nasturtiums are rampant again, their brick red flowers appearing like a shock. Seeds that dried and fell in late summer are sprouting. They will surely be killed off soon. Wasps buzz seeking blossom on a spent plum tree. Soft weeds have risen up like an expanse of green foam drifting across the plot. Mallow and fat hen and grass and ground-covering plants with tiny leaves that cling to the earth. An artichoke plant, having died back after a vigorous display a few months ago, is showing silvery tender growth. An aubergine plant I had considered pulling up is producing new flowers. Tomato plants are flowering again too. A second spring. When temperatures fell a few weeks ago, growth slowed down. I considered wearing a jumper and looked forwards to catching up after a neglectful end of summer. I pick an armful of chard and reweed a bed I only recently cleared to make space for chicoria seedlings. This year I am growing three varieties from seed. I am also seeing how last year's grow back from the root. A few weeks ago I cut down the dried out stems after they finished flowering, periwinkle blue, and arranged compost around the base. They are producing new leaves and I am hopeful. I have found Chicoria to be extraordinarily hardy, surviving winter and summer, underwatering and drought. They are not to the taste of slugs, snails or butterflies, unlike e.g. Calvolo Nero and Kale. When I was in Rome this April, Chicoria was everywhere in canteens, fast food places, street stalls, sandwich shops, at the market and in restaurants. In pies, on pizzas, in sandwiches, with chickpeas and served as a side with meat, among other things. Most often, chicoria was cooked ripassata, boiled in salted water until soft, water squeezed out, and then fried in olive oil with garlic and dried chilli. I'm excited about my fledgling plants growing big enough to cook in a few months. Recipe for regression. Last week, on an evening when I was tired and unable to think clearly, I made a dish that was so soothing I regressed into a state of unanxious repose as I ate. It was an undemonstrative dish of vegetables in white sauce, with basmati rice and butter and I loved it. Ingredients. Two leeks, tough green parts removed and finely sliced. Five to eight brown mushrooms, what I had. 
sliced. One small tin of crisp sweet corn. One 20 gram piece of unsalted butter and one 40 gram piece of unsalted butter. 20 grams of plain flour. 300 millilitres of whole milk. One heaped teaspoon of Dijon mustard. A grating of nutmeg. In a largish deep frying pan, melt the 20 gram piece of butter in the pan and add the leeks. Cook them, stirring so they don't burn until soft. Then move to the side of the pan and fry the mushrooms until they begin to soften and then stir them into the leeks. Season with salt and pepper. Then move it all to the side of the pan and add the larger 40 gram piece of butter in the space you have made. When it is melted, add the flour and stir around for a minute in the flour while it bubbles. Then gradually add the milk to the flour and butter, stirring as you do so, allowing it to thicken. When all the milk has been added, stir the leeks and mushrooms in, to, in with the sauce and allow it to simmer and continue thickening for a few minutes while you stir gently. Then add in a heaped teaspoon of Dijon mustard and stir well. Add a grating of fresh nutmeg and stir. Finally, stir in the tin of sweet corn. Add salt and pepper to taste. We had this with basmati rice and it was pale and indistinct and comforting. Rice. Ingredients. One cup of basmati rice, rinsed three to four times in water, then drained. Water. Half a teaspoon of salt. A small piece of unsalted butter. How to make. Put the rinsed rice in a lidded pan. Add the water so it comes one inch above the rice. Add half a teaspoon of salt. Put the lid on and put the rice on a medium heat. When all the water is evaporated, add a walnut-sized piece of butter on top of the rice, cover with a tea towel and allow to rest for five minutes. Eating notes. A recent salad, one of several, in which I have channeled Sam's grandfather Nick's preference for salads with treats in. Small pieces of pumpkin boiled until tender in salted water. Blue cheese. Toasted walnuts. Chicory and baby gem lettuce. A simple dressing with oil, vinegar, salt and pepper and a pinch of sugar. An average chicken burger. Clammy sweet corn. But good chips in the canteen at the university where I have begun teaching. Wasser brand Brunost sandwich. A piece of sweet Norwegian brown cheese in between two Rovita-like crackers. Eaten after a book event, shared with, shared with Catherine Angel, who had chaired the event, and Matthew Sperling. A present from two friends who seemed to think it would probably not be delicious. I thought it an excellent accompaniment to beer. Catherine and Matthew liked it too. I would buy that as a snack, said Catherine. Avocado toast with the last of the tomatoes, or maybe not given the temperature. A fragment end of toast with butter and honey, and black coffee for breakfast in bed. 
a dirty martini that tasted like an oyster, drunk alone at the Barbican Centre Martini Bar after seeing the Carolee Schneemann exhibition. Perfection. <laughs>